give you the thought that the Lord has uh, put upon our heart and uh, just been uh, pondering these things all day and uh, just trying to get direction for the service and I believe it's where the Lord would have us to go tonight. Judges chapter number 7 and um, familiar passage of scripture we're dealing with Gideon and of course we know Gideon was one of the judges of Israel uh, here in this uh, some 400 year period um, after the death of Joshua and then, of course, before um, the Jewish monarchy began. Let's look together in Judges chapter number 7. And uh, let's look at verse number 7 tonight. Judges chapter number 7 and uh, verse number 7. And I'll just take it for granted that you know uh, where we are in the story tonight. And uh, just for the sake of time, we'll not read uh, a whole lot. But uh, we'll look here in Judges 7. And verse number 7. The Bible said, And the Lord said unto Gideon, By the three hundred men that lapped will I save you, and deliver the Midianites into thine hand, and let all the other people go every man unto his place. And so the people took victuals in their hand and their trumpets, and he sent all the rest of Israel, every man, unto his tent, and retained those three hundred men. And the host of Midian was beneath him in the valley. And it came to pass the same night, uh, that the Lord said unto him, Arise, get thee down unto the host, for I have delivered it into thine hand. But if thou fear to go down, go thou with Pura thy servant down to the host, and thou shalt hear what they say, and afterward shall thine hands be strengthened to go down unto the host. And then went he down with Pura his servant unto the outside of the armed men that were in the host, and the Midianites and the Amalekites and all the children of the east lay along in the valley like grasshoppers for a multitude. And their camels were without number as the sand by the seaside for a multitude. And when Gideon was come, behold, there was a man that told a dream unto his fellow and said, Behold, I dreamed a dream, and lo, a cake of barley bread tumbled into the host of Midian and came unto a tent and it smote it that it fell and overturned it that the tent lay long. And his fellow answered and said, This is nothing else save the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, the man of Israel. For into, the hand, into his hand hath God delivered Midian and all the host. And it was so when Gideon heard the telling of a dream and the interpretation thereof that he worshipped and returned into the host of Israel and said, Arise, for the Lord hath delivered into your hand the host of Midian. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you, God, for the good songs of Zion that we've heard. Lord, how you've, heard, how you've stirred in our hearts, Father. We thank you, Lord, for that. Lord, I pray that you would be with us here during this time of preaching. I pray, Lord, that you'd speak to our hearts. God, I pray, dear Lord, that you'd anoint me and help me. Lord, that you would touch me and use me. And I pray, God, that you'd speak to our hearts. Lord, give us ears to hear. Father, give us a heart to receive the word of God tonight. And Lord, if there's anybody here, God, that's not saved, Lord, I pray that you'd deal with them, Lord, in conviction. Father, that you would draw them to yourself. Lord, I pray for the Christian tonight, God, that you'd encourage our hearts, Lord, here on this Wednesday night service. Lord, we love you. We thank you, Lord, for who you are, for what you do. And God, everything that pertains to that, Father, we're thankful, Lord, that we're going home one day. But God, until then, Lord, we're, we're thankful, God, for your blessings, Lord, for your presence in our life. Lord, we ask you, God, that you'd cleanse us from sin. 
Lord, that you'd help us, Father, we plead the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's in Jesus' name and for Jesus' sake we pray. Amen and amen. We come to Judges chapter number 7. And of course we know the story of Gideon. As we said, he was one of the judges that God raised up out of obscurity during a time of servitude that the people of God were under because of their own disobedience tonight. Whenever we examine the background of what's taking place in the book of Judges, the people of God have now left Joshua as their leadership And uh, this dark period in Israel's history kind of seems like a roller coaster ride. Things are up and then they're down. The people of God will uh, sin and God will act in retribution. They will cry out unto God and then God will send a deliverer. And almost as soon as that deliverer is dead, God's people will go back into sin. And before we throw stones... Uh, tonight at uh, the, the children of Israel and the people of God. How many times does this happen in our own life? Amen. Boy, we'll get right with God. We'll, we'll be full steam ahead. Everything will be uh, going great in our life. And then it seems like we kind of get stagnant. We kind of uh, just fall into a, a lull uh, seeming in our life. And then, of course, we'll come back to where we started. We'll be crying out to the Lord again. And then God in His mercy and God in His grace will deliver us again but may I say this tonight that that is not the will of God for our life the Christian life is not by design that we would live up and down that we would be in and out but that we would be uh, hot and cold but tonight as we look at the life of Gideon and we look how God used him tonight you and I can see that God desires for us to have victory in the Christian life whenever we look at Gideon Gideon was a man uh, of victory tonight If you look in chapter number 6 and verse number 14 tonight, the Bible said, And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent thee? Uh, Before Gideon ever had his 300, before Gideon ever had the men gathered unto him, God gave him a promise, uh, and God said that he would deliver the the enemy of the people of God uh, into his hand, and that God would use him tonight. Amen. I'm glad tonight that our God is much bigger than our problems. He's bigger than our obstacles and He's far greater than any difficulty that we would face in this life. And I'm glad that new life in Christ is a life that produces victory in the believer's heart tonight. Amen. Gideon was a man of victory but then tonight Gideon was a man of vision. If you look in the same chapter in chapter number 6 in verse number 12 the Bible said and the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him the Lord is with thee thou mighty man of valor God showed up in Gideon's life at a time when he least expected it amen Uh, he was there fresh in the wheat uh, working in the threshing floor just minding his own business Uh, but God had already had somebody picked out uh, who he would raise up as a savior and raise up as a deliverer and I'm thankful tonight that it's the simpleton oftentimes that God wants to use. It's the person living in obscurity. It's the individual like David that the man of God would pass over and that he would look beyond. And it was none of, none of David's brothers. And it was no other man in the country but a Gideon standing alone that God desired to use tonight. Amen. 
So Gideon tonight was a man of victory. He was a man of vision. And thank God tonight he was a man of valor. You know, God came to where Gideon was and he spoke to him. And Gideon, in his own mind, was the last candidate that God ought to use. Amen. That's the kind of individuals that we need in leadership, not only in our pulpits and in our churches, but those are the kind of individuals that we need in leadership in our country. Go out to the country somewhere, pick somebody who thinks they're unworthy, and I promise to God tonight they could do a better job than what we've got tonight. Amen. That's somebody with a humble heart. That's somebody who knows they're nothing. That's the one that God wants to use tonight. Amen. Whenever we consider Gideon tonight and we consider the text before us, we know that what Gideon knows that he's up against. He is aware of the situation. There is a little bit of apprehension at first when God calls Gideon. But now we've moved through the story and Gideon comes and there's a man that has a dream and he hears his friend, he overhears these two men talking about this dream. And what Gideon hears causes him to rejoice tonight. Amen. And I'm glad that we can rejoice in the Christian life. You may want to sit there like a bump on a log. I know it's Wednesday night. Amen. I know the preacher's not here. But I'm glad God's still real. And I'm glad the Word of God still has power. And I'm not worshiping for a pastor. And I'm not worshiping for anybody else. Thank God we can lift up of a God that saved us. And the Savior who bled and died for us. Hallelujah tonight. God is real. And He's worthy to be praised. Amen. As we come to the Word of God here in chapter number 7. Notice the conversation that's taking place between these two men. The Bible said, and Gideon was come. Verse number 13 of chapter 7. Behold, there was a man that told a dream unto his fellow and said, Behold, I dreamed a dream, and lo, a cake of barley bread tumbled into the host of Midian and came unto a tent and smote it that it fell and overturned it that the tent lay long. And his fellow answered and said, This is nothing else save the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel, for into his hand hath God delivered Midian and all the host. And it was so when Gideon heard the telling of a dream and the interpretation thereof that he worshipped. I want to preach on this thought for just a few moments tonight on having your cake and eating it too. Having your cake and eating it too. The dream was is that the cake of barley bread tumbled into the host of Midian into their tent and it fell over signifying that God was going to give Gideon and the host of Israel victory over those Midianites. If you study the Midianites out you remember there in the Old Testament uh, where Balaam was and he uh, was of the uh, he uh, uh, made a league with uh, the king and the nation of Midian and he tried to pronounce a curse uh, over the people of God and every time he went to pronounce that curse uh, God turned it into a blessing tonight amen and sadly as the story goes uh, uh, Balaam knew that he could not get uh, the children of God by the temptation of the flesh uh, and so he caused a league with the world 
world to be taking place. And brother, tonight, that's exactly how Satan works. If he can't get you to bow to the power of the flesh and bow to the temptation of the flesh tonight, he'll use those worldly associations. He'll use those small and those insignificant things that we don't think to be a big deal. But here we are many, many years later and Midian is still a problem. The enemies of the people of God are still present all because in past generations they failed to claim the victory and they failed to deal with their enemies in a way that was specified by God. Those things in your life that you fail to deal with. Those things in your life that you won't kill all the way. I promise you they've got babies and they've got brothers and they've got relatives walking around somewhere in this earth and they will find you tonight. Amen. You can't run from your problems. You can't run from the things that give you trouble in this world because they have a way of finding you. You have to crucify that flesh. You have to die out to self. You have to die out to those desires. And you have to make up your mind tonight that you will live in victory tonight. Amen. Gideon heard the news and he heard the interpretation of the dream. And it caused him to worship tonight. Amen. Gideon was able to have his cake and eat it too. I'm glad that the Christian life is not something that we have to endure, but it is something that we can enjoy tonight. Amen. I, listen, I'm glad that church is not, and I say this respectfully, but I'm glad church is not just for old people. Amen. Uh, church, you remember being a kid and, and I, I would associate church with old folks and chewing gum, amen. And uh, thank God there was a day and an hour when I found out it was something more than that, amen. Uh, thank God what those old folks were doing uh, and who they were shouting about uh, and who they were living for. I found out He was a God worth serving tonight, amen. And He's never done me wrong uh, and He's never failed me tonight. And I'm glad that not by my own faith failures, uh, but because of the, and not by my own victories rather, uh, but because of the Word of God, you and I can have victory in our life tonight. Notice this in Gideon's life, and we'll just kind of take a walk through of his life here in the book of Judges. Notice number one with me, Gideon's conversion in chapter number six and verse number twelve. The Bible said, and the angel of the Lord appeared unto him, and said unto him, the Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? And where be all these miracles, all his miracles which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy mind, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? Now, sometime before verse number 12, we're not really sure when were not uh, disclosed as to the information or the actual point of Gideon's conversion. But sometime before the angel of the Lord appeared unto him, someone had taught him the Word of God. Someone had told him uh, the, the, the victory and the exploits of God and His people down through the ages and down through the years. And I'm glad that in this period of 400 and something years of darkness, I'm glad somebody took a Bible and pulled 
brought a little boy to the side and told him about the Lord and the angel of the Lord appears unto him and the Lord said the Lord is with thee thou mighty man of valor amen listen there must be a conversion in our life I understand that it's a Wednesday night I understand that we are the cream of the crop as to speak but there must be a conversion in your life there must be a time and a place where you got born again where God showed you who you were before him a sinner before a thrice holy God in need of a savior tonight and I'm glad tonight that God still works in conviction and God is still in the business of converting sinners and saving them tonight amen it's got to be more than just a decision It's got to be more than just acknowledging something tonight. It's got to be more than signing your name on a card. It's got to be more than baptism. It's got to be more than church membership. But do you have a day and an hour and a moment in your life where God the Holy Ghost knocked on your heart's door and He drew you to Himself and He showed you who you were before God tonight. Amen. Gideon's conversion. Amen. We need to get back to conviction. We need to get back to old time Holy Ghost preaching. We need to get back to seeing sinners saved. Amen. I'm glad that we can worship and I'm glad really that's what the church is for. Amen. Uh, But oh, there ought to be a longing in our heart uh, to see people born again and to see people saved uh, and to come under old-fashioned Holy Ghost conviction and be drawn to the foot of the cross once again. Amen. Gideon's conversion. But then secondly tonight we see Gideon's call. Look with me in verse number 14. The Bible said in the Lord looked upon him and said go in this thy might and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites have not I sent thee I'm glad Gideon had a conversion experience but as we move through the text we see that Gideon had a call upon his life amen you understand tonight that you have a call upon your life you say I'm not a preacher I'm not really a Sunday school teacher I don't really fit the bill for that tonight listen and every one of us has a call upon our life uh, to serve the Lord in some capacity in some way every one of us have a call to be a witness every one of us have a call to have a testimony up for the Lord before a lost and dying world and I'm asking you tonight uh, do you have a call upon your life uh, preacher are you exercising your call tonight uh, uh, listen we're not, we ought to not wait for a pulpit and we ought to not wait for an opportunity but if God's call you to preach you ought to find a place to preach and you ought to get to it tonight amen got too many people waiting on an opportunity too many people waiting for their face to be upon the flyer too many people waiting on the pastor uh, to call them for an opportunity would to God that we would exercise the call of God in our life again verse number 16 we find this we find Gideon's confidence Look in verse number 16. And the Lord said unto him, Surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. And he said unto him, If now I have found grace in my sight, then show me a sign that thou talkest with me. Here Gideon was, and Gideon wanted to be sure. But God had already told Gideon everything that he needed to know. 
in verse number 16. He said, The Lord said unto him, Surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. I'm glad tonight as New Testament believers, God's presence is with us. The presence of Christ dwells within our heart. He abides within us and we abide with Him. And friend, can I tell you tonight, there's nothing that you'll face. There's nothing that you'll go through that the Savior is not there with you. And thank God we have that confidence and we have that promise tonight. He told the nation of Israel, He said, I will go before thee and I will make the crooked places straight and I will break in sunder the bars of iron and the gates of brass. He said, I, he said, Jacob of my servant's sake and Israel mine elect. He said, I have even called thee by thy name. Amen. Thank God that the presence of God, He goes before us. Uh, kicking things out of the way. Uh, arranging things and moving things out of the way. There's no telling what God has spared us from. There's no telling how God has taken care of us. Uh, and only the judgment seat uh, and only eternity will reveal uh, uh, what Satan had demised uh, uh, waiting on us. But God in His providence and God in His grace moved it out of the way so that we will walk in His ways and walk for His name's sake tonight. Amen. We ought to have confidence before the Lord tonight. Amen. It's a scary world that we live in. But you ought not let some transgender freak scare you tonight. Amen. They don't even understand how biology works. They don't understand the natural course of things. They're perverted tonight. Amen. And thank God you've got a Bible. You've got a God in your heart. Thank God tonight we've not been lost to the world. Thank God tonight we're not deceived tonight. Amen. But I'm glad that we can take these 66 books and we can look at them and we can read them and we can study them and observe them with confidence that God is who He says He is. Christ is who He says He is tonight. Amen. And thank God the victory of the believer is available tonight. Amen. We see Gideon's conversion, Gideon's call, Gideon's confidence. But then I want you to see Gideon's consecration. Look with me in chapter number 6 and verse number 31 tonight. Now Gideon has come and he has torn down the altar. Um, and the altar actually belonged to his father. And so we find in verse number 30, the men of the city are angry about this. And verse number 30 says, Then the men of the city said unto Joash, Bring out thy son, that he may die because he has cast down the altar of the... This is how bad things were. This is how dark things were. God's covenant people, not strangers, not heathens, but God's covenant people who knew better tonight. Here Gideon, he rises up and he tears down this altar and he cuts down the grove and here the people of God are angry with him. And they tell Joash's father, bring out thy son that he may die. Boy, Gideon was a man of conviction. Because Gideon understood what the status quo was. Gideon understood the flow of society. 
Gideon understood what had been called normal. Gideon understood that in every household and every family had been touched by idolatry. That was just the way of the country. That was the way of the people. And Gideon knew and understood the consequences of what he was going to do. And sure enough, they said, bring him out that he may die. Are we willing to die for what we believe in? Let me back up and ask another question. Are we really willing to live for what we believe in? But because long before you ever say, well, I'm willing to die for my faith. Are you really willing to live out your faith? I'm willing to die for my God. Well, are you willing to live for your God? And the time of martyrdom may come and we may have to face those days and God would give us the grace to do that and may God allow us to exercise great faith if that time and that moment ever comes. But glad, friend, tonight, I'm glad that in the church age God is not asking you tonight to die for Him. He's just simply asking you if you'll live for Him. While we have the freedom and while we have the opportunity, would we make up our mind that we'll live for Him no matter what the consequence is? He said in verse number 30, Bring out thy son that he may die because he has cast down the altar of Baal and because he hath cut down the grove that was by... Now look at verse number 31. I like this. And Joash, who's that? That's Gideon's daddy. Now it's Joash's altar... It's Joash's grove. It belongs to him. And in verse number 31, And Joash said unto all that stood against him, Will you plead for Baal? Will you save him? He that will plead for him, let him be put to death while it is yet morning. If he be a God, let him plead for himself because one hath cast down his altar. I'm glad tonight that Joash, Gideon's father, and you can see it in the text, maybe he was teetering. Maybe he was standing on the fence. Maybe he was there in the valley of decision and he really didn't know which way that he was going to go. But thank God there was a man of valor and it just happened to be his boy and he stood up and said that's not right and we're going to tear that down and daddy we're going to get rid of that and thank God he said will you plead for Baal the one of the tribes to put Gideon to death he ought to be put to death what I'm trying to tell you tonight is there's a whole host of people who I believe with all my heart they want to do right and they want to please the Lord but they're a little bit afraid they're scared of the status quo they're scared of society but what did God raise up a Gideon that'll say that's wrong and that's wicked and that's evil and God's not pleased with that and there's no telling who it'll affect for the Lord tonight amen what about your circle of friends tonight what about the people you work with what about your family tonight I understand it's difficult it's hard. Boy, it's easy to go up down to the street corner and blister some drunk for, for drinking and tell him he's condemned to hell and tell him that he needs Christ as his Savior. Boy, it's real easy to do that. But what about Christmas time? 
when you're alone with your brother or you're alone with your cousin or you're alone with your sister and you've had a deep burden in your heart for their soul and you get and you have all of these things that you want to say and you want to be a witness and you've read the scripture and you've prayed and boy you get along with them and all of a sudden you're tongue tied because you're worried about what they're going to think about you. You're worried about what they're going to say. Well, I'm glad Gideon overcame the fear. He overcame the personal doubt. He overcame everybody else's opinion. And in a day, understand, it's a day of darkness. We've already said it. But the book of Judges covers at least a period of 400 years. And there would be a deliverer here. Then the people of God would go back into a recession of sin. Then there would be a deliverer here. So it's not like there was a church on every corner. It's not like everybody was encouraging one another to serve the Lord. Gideon was literally standing alone. It was just him and God. And when it came to zero hour and it came to crunch time, I'm glad that we have a record of a man who went with God and he made the right decision tonight. Amen. And it doesn't just have to be Gideon. It doesn't just have to be Shamgar. It doesn't just have to be Jael. Doesn't just have to be those characters upon the pages of our Bible. It can be us tonight. Amen. We can make a difference in our generation. We can make a difference in our family. We can make a difference in our youth group. We can make a difference in our church. We can make a difference at our place of business and our place that we work of employment. Gideon made a difference. In his daddy's life because he was willing to stand. Gideon's conversion, Gideon's call, Gideon's confidence, Gideon's consecration. And then lastly I'm done, Gideon's control. Look with me in chapter number 6 again in verse number 34. The Bible said, but the spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon and he blew a trumpet. And Abiezer was gathered after him. Gideon made the right choice. Gideon was willing to sacrifice. And Gideon was willing to take a stand. When God saw that he was obedient, and God saw that he was willing to follow, and God saw that he walked in the light that he already had, God put his touch upon his life. Listen, preacher. And I, I'm one too. I'm, I'm talking to myself. If you want to be a puppet tonight, there's a whole lot of churches that'll take you. And they'll pay you good. And they'll give you a house. And they'll do all the things that a church is supposed to do. But they'll want you to be their lap dog. They'll want to put a bit in your mouth and they'll want to control what you say and what you do as far as the church goes. And you can get up and you can preach to them. But the business of the church and the decisions of the church and the checkbook and all of that, your hands have got to be off of that. You know why? Because you're just a puppet. And if you want that tonight, you can have it. But if you want to be a man of God tonight, you've got to divorce yourself from man's opinion. You've got to divorce yourself from even what well-meaning people sometimes want for you and will try to put on you and how they'll try to direct you and give you advice and tell you things. 
You say, you don't know anything about that. I've lived it. But I'm glad that I didn't waver. And they said, well, I reckon you'll just have to pack your bags and take your family somewhere else. I'm glad that I did tonight. I don't want to be any man's puppet. But I want to be controlled by the Lord. Amen. I want to be filled with His Spirit. You know what we need now more than ever? We need Spirit-filled preachers. We need Spirit-filled Sunday school teachers. We need Spirit-filled young people. But I'm going to tell you something tonight. We need Spirit-filled mamas and daddies that will lead the way. It shouldn't have been a boy showing his daddy what needed to be done. It should have been the daddy leading the way. Daddy, would you lead your family? Would you be spirit-filled? Would you be the high priest of your home tonight? And say, come hell or high water, I'm going to do what God wants me to do tonight. And you can have victory in your life. You can have victory in your home. You can have victory as a Christian tonight. Let's stand together. This altar's open. Would you?